What's good, people? It's your boy Caesar here, and this is another episode of the Hybrid Club. Hope all is good. You know where to find us on the socials at the Hybrid Club, and you can find me at Caesar's C E A S E S A W Y S. So, people, we're now looking forward to the uh, game against Boda Glimt on Thursday away from home in Norway. I hope you're still basking in the glory of the uh, Liverpool win. Big game, big result, three points, top of the league. But i got to say, that's the thing about football. Just when you're really in the thick of enjoying a win and you're basking in the warm feeling and the glow of being top of the league, on comes the next fixture, on comes the next game, on comes the next challenge. And we have a pretty unique one in a game against Berda Glimt um, in the Europa League because this is going to be away from home, north of Europe, cold conditions, artificial pitch, all the makings of the type of game a big club loses in Europe. Um, now, we've played them already. 3-0, convincing win, win at home. There were occasions where Berda Glimpse showed them their quality and that they can cause a bit of a problem. But for the most part, with a heavily rotated side, we managed to get the, the get, get the win. But that wasn't without having to bring on some of our starting senior players in the Premier League to, to try and help wrap things up. So with that being said, I don't think they will be a walk in the park. Far from it. I think they're going to pose a challenge to us, particularly at home for them um, and away for us. And given exactly some of the, the aspects of the game um, that we expect to see in those conditions, I think there's going to be a few things that we're going to have to look out for. Um, so we'll get into all of that. So for ourselves, we're coming off the back, of course, of a 3-2 win against Anfield. A lot of um, a lot of hard work went into, that, went into that result. A lot of blood, sweat and tears. Um, but... We now face a very different challenge in a Berda Glimt who have a very good record in Europe at home. We have a very good record in Europe away from home. Again, fully expecting us to be able to get the win and get the points, but it's never easy in Europe. And so you should never assume that the points are guaranteed. So we're just going to take a, a bit of a closer look at this game and some of the things we can uh, possibly expect. Now, of course, expecting a heavily rotated side for this game. I'd be very surprised if we went full strength, particularly given... Um, the game we had last weekend and the game coming up in the league. I mean, obviously, given um, the fact it's Europa League group station away from home. That being said, of course, winning this game, particularly given how tricky the fixture could be given the conditions, puts you in a very good stead to um, top the group, particularly because, as we know, with the, Europe, with the Europa League this year, the team who finishes second in the group plays a team that drops out of the Champions League. And when you look at some of um, what's going on in the Champions League group stages at the moment, some pretty big teams could potentially drop into the Europa League. So you want to avoid that round where possible, particularly given the the truncated fixture list um, this season. So, of course, we know this is a pretty difficult October month. So we played Tottenham on the 1st of October, got the win. Played Berda Glimt on the 6th, got the win. Played uh, Liverpool on the 9th, got the win. Going to be playing Berda again on the 13th, and we want to get that win because we have leads coming up in the Premier League and we want to make sure that we can try and as much as is possible, put uh, keep our players together, um, both in terms of their health and their camaraderie and the performances and the level we're playing to. We want to keep that together and keep this run going for as long as possible. Now, barring any injury updates, I'm expecting um, a similarly rotated side to the one we got um, in the first leg against Berda Glimt. Um, I am curious to see whether or not the manager mitigates that rotation a little bit, given the need to kind of get this win over the line. Um, so I'm wondering whether or not we might see a little less rotation or a little more. That's really what I'm curious about. 
but I would be surprised if it was any if it was too much difference what we saw in the first game. Um, so we'll see we'll see what happens there. So first things first, what what am I thinking about when I think about this game? I know for a lot of people, um, this should be you know an easy job. I think you you see the level we played them first routine win Europa League group stage. Like I said, you know, maybe I'm scarred from the days of Ostersons and games like that, but I don't take these games lightly at all. Um, I see a team who have some very technically gifted um, attacking players. We have the quality to stop them, but given a rotated side, difficult conditions, some young players who maybe aren't used to it, um, it'll be interesting as well. Plus, the fact that it's on an artificial pitch, likely to have Turner in goal. What does that do to the passing situation if he's pressed? I think this is a team that can press well. So, you know, if they're barreling down on him, he's got the ball to his feet on an artificial pitch. I wonder what that looks like as well. But honestly, I'm not worried about the game. Even if we go there, even if we have a tricky day, we drop points, I'm not worried about the game. I'm not worried about the group. I think even if we were to drop points in this game, we've got enough to uh, win the group pretty comfortably. PSV are doing well. Cody Gakpo is doing well. But we've got more than enough to to be um, PSV home and away as well as get the points from FC Zurich. Um, not so necessarily saying it's going to be that easy, of course, but I do think um, I do think we've got enough. So going into this game, of course, we're in great form, um, topping the Premier League, topping the, the league in the uh, Europa League group stage, of course. Um, we do have uh, one less game that we played on Berda Glimt. So this will be our third fixture, whereas PSV will be playing their third fixture against uh, FC Zurich, while FC Zurich... This will be their fourth fixture against PSV, and this will be Berda Glimpse for fixture, of course, given um, what happened a couple of months ago and the postponements that followed. So being able to get this win would essentially put us in a position where we'd have nine points at the top of the group. Assuming PSV beat FC Zurich, they would end up having seven points, and it would mean effectively with Berda Glimpse on four points. All we need is a draw from the PSV game to, to um, be guaranteed of going through then it'll just be a question of getting the points in the PSV game to top the group, uh, which is why I say I'm not worried if we don't manage to to get full points, but I don't think that's going to be a concern. Um, really, I still think we should have enough to, to win the group, um, sorry, to win the game. And if we don't, um, I think the players would look at that as quite disappointing. Um, in terms of the rotational options, as I said, I have to wait and see what the situation is in terms of the fallout from the Liverpool game and injuries and that kind of thing. Um, particularly given, you know, the clash of heads, uh, or rather the clash to the head of Gabriel Jesus. Um, while I obviously wouldn't expect him to be starting this game, we did see that he came on um, in the op- the opposing fixture um, last week. So suggestion would be that maybe he'd be a consideration there. I don't see Arteta, given the type of manager he is and given how serious he's been taking this competition so far, I don't see him leaving you know all of the senior players at home and bringing a team full of rotational options and youth team players i don't think that's going to happen i think we're going to see you know a very similar team to this one we saw playing Berda glimpt um in in the home fixture so with that being said you know i'm pretty certain we're going to see you know turner in goal holding cedric now that he looks like he's back in contention i'd be surprised if he doesn't get a game maybe off the bench rather than starting but just depends on his development Vieira rotated in, Lokonga rotated in, Nketiah starting, um, Marquinhos starting. I will be, I will wonder whether or not Reese Nelson will get a start rather than coming off the bench. Um, you know, 
Martinelli played a, a good chunk of minutes in the opposing fixture and then of course um, had a big performance against Liverpool so I do wonder whether or not um, he'll sit down and maybe Nelson will get a chance on the left to start the game rather than coming off the bench um, it's something I'd like to see not only to give Martinelli a bit of a rest you know but also just to see what Nelson can do as a rotational option to kind of allow for that load to be shared on the left-hand side while we wait for Smith Rose recovery in the new year. Um, but that being said, it still remains to be seen, obviously, what kind of condition the players are in, who comes through training, you know, make sure there's no new injuries. Um, you know, unfortunately, Zinchenko picked up a muscle injury. We have to see what the situation is with that, but you'd be surprised if that's less than a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, while the... While, of course, we're expecting that rotation for this game, I'm really curious to see the degree of it. Is this a case of Arteta saying to ourselves, we can really get this uh, group stage over the line, all but over the line with this win, so let's just take a strong team and knock them out of the park and not risk at all the chance of an upset? Or is it a case of we think to ourselves, let's minimise any risk, whatever happens in this game happens, let's make sure we're good for Leeds and PSV and then go that way. Um, so I'll be curious to see. Um Knowing Arteta, I think it's just the same, regardless of who's playing. Take a team that you think is strong enough to win the game, go and win the game. I don't think it's going to be any different than that. I don't think there's going to be any any other thought process to it than that. Um, you know, looking at Arteta's comments before the game and getting a sense for, you know, some of what he said in the run-up to the last game, I don't see Arteta looking at this bird of glimpse side as a walk in the park. Um like as I said, I think we're going to see a pretty strong performance from the team with that in mind. Um, so we're going to be some of the important players. I think it's similar to the first game, to be honest. I think we saw some of the players who were important, given the the um, given the, the conditions we're going to find ourselves in. This game is going to be as much about these players' uh, mental ability and, and fortitude as it is going to be about the physical level. Because the physical level, I don't think there's any doubt, we're much better than them. We saw that already. So I don't think there's any question who the better team is, obviously. So, but mental fortitude, as I said, it's a young player, uh, young set of players thrown together at different varying levels in terms of varying levels of development, varying levels of fitness, um, varying levels of quality. And whenever that happens and you're away from home in a game like this, it's always possible that you can get undone or come unstuck. It's not a commentary on the player's wider ability or wider performance or wider development. It's just the thing that can happen. And so I think the manager will be really, really, really wanting to ensure that no slips happen. There's no drop-off. There's no sort of complacency, which I think there was a little bit of um, in the first in the first game between these two sides. I think there was a period of the game where we knew we had them and we just dropped the level a little bit and just allowed them moments. Not big ones. I don't think we were ever under super pressure or anything like that, but we just allowed them moments um, and we definitely can't do that in this particular game. Um, so I think, you know, players like Vieira, his ability to rotate on the right-hand side, control the game, those floated balls in with the left-hand foot, I think he's going to be absolutely pivotal. You know, we saw how important Erdegaard was on the ball in the Liverpool game. We saw that kind of play, and I think it's a similar thing for Vieira on the right-hand side, although he does tend to drift slightly more to the right than Erdegaard does. Um, I, I think that's useful, particularly given Marquinhos had a rough game up against their right back. He wasn't bad. He just had a slightly, you know, I think that was a you're playing against men kind of game. Um, and he got, you know, he got a little roughed up, but I don't think it was anything to, you know, noteworthy or anything like that. But yeah, seeing Vieira's um, 
use of the ball, seeing how well he connects the play, connects the midfield, connects the attack. I think he's going to be crucial. Um, I'll be curious to see again, given that he's an on-the-ball player like that, um, how his play is affected by the playing surfaces. Um, big one for Lekonga as well. Um, really want to see him stamp his authority on the game in midfield and really help us to control the game. Um, shouldn't be a problem. Like I said, we are the better team. But, of course, um, part of that is the the mental side of it as well as the physical. So hopefully he's switched on and ready to kind of perform his duties that should be expected. Um, other than that, of course, Eddie, look, I said it before and I'll say it again. Every single Europa League group stage game that Eddie starts, he should be looking to bag a goal. Every single one. This competition is here for him. Until we can get sufficient minutes in the Premier League, these games are here for him to stamp his authority and say, I've improved, I've stepped up, this stuff is meat and drink for me, it's light work, it's easy. Of course it's the challenge, of course it's difficult, it's professional football, but you get my point. It's very much about him stamping his authority on this side and saying, in these games when I start, I'm the man, give me the ball, I'm going to run this game and I'm going to show how damaging I can be. I Eddie needs to show that this level is beneath him to convince the manager that the Premier League games are where he should be playing and that's something all of these players should be doing all of these players playing should be pushing to try and get into the into the starting 11 of the um of the premier league squad barring a couple of exceptions and it's one of the things that i've really liked about this side this year is that these players haven't yeah these players haven't quit these players haven't said oh you know arteta prefers those guys in the premier league so we're gonna coast you know, I've seen a bunch of players who look hungry, who look like they're trying to take their slot. I mean, we saw how brilliant Tommy Yassi was against Liverpool and pocketing Salah. They hooked Salah on the 70th minute. You saw how good that was. He looks to me like a player who has not accepted losing his spot right back to Ben White. He looks like a player who is determined to get back into the Premier League starting eleven. Um, say what you want about Rob, about Rob Holding and his limitations. He is a player who always puts in a shift. You can, you know, sure, talk about his level, fine. But he's a player who always puts in the effort and I can respect that if nothing else. Um, I certainly think we see players like uh, Vieira, who is, you know, he basically didn't have a preseason. So these games are his preseason. And with every game he plays, he gets better and better and better. Soon he'll be knocking on the door saying, I want more minutes. Um, so it's, it's, you know, we have a team full of players who are going to want minutes. Tierney missed out on the Liverpool game due to the tactical decision to play at Tomiyasu. So Tierney should most likely be playing in this game and will want to have a strong performance. He had a really strong performance in the first leg. You know, a good few efforts on goal. Um, the first goal for Eddie, you know, rebounding off the post, a great shot by by Tierney. So he'll want to, again, put in a performance to show, look, you know, I've got the number three on my back. I was the first choice left back. I want to be the first choice left back again. And both he and Zinchenko have a patchy injury record. So both of them will get minutes. Um, so while the choice was uh, Tomiyasu against Liverpool, on another day it will be Tierney um, because the threat will be different. And so Tierney will get that game. And while Zinchenko's out, Tierney's going to want to play because he's going to want to get those minutes and show how good he is so that he puts um, Arteta into place to having to make a difficult decision. If Tierney plays well enough, do you keep him? Or when Zinchenko comes back, do you, do you swap him out? That's what he wants to do. And that's what you want these players to do. Push each other, challenge each other, make each other better so that nobody gets comfortable. You know, there was a period of time when Bellerin was right back where he had no competition, none. 
and his level stalled. I do think in large part what happened with Bellerin was more to do with his ACL than anything else, but there's no denying that he didn't have anyone to push him. I mean, different people were brought in at different times, um, but none of it really was, none of it was a thing, um, really. And I do think it's important not to let people get complacent. You need people to push. Eddie's clearly pushing Jesus um, with the level Eddie's got to and how hard he works when he comes on. Um, you know, I think it's clear that if Smith Rowe wasn't injured, he'd be pushing, you know, Martinelli or even trying to go for that that uh, left eight even potentially. Um, I think, you know, we've spoken about the defence where I think we've probably seen some of the stiffest competition with Tierney and Zinchenko, Tom Yasu and Ben White. Ben White and Saliba, even depending on how things go in the future. So that's why these games are not throwaway games. You don't look at a game like Berda Glimt and go, oh, well, you know, we should roll them over. Who cares? There's more to it than that. These players are using these games as an opportunity to stake their claim for the Premier League starting 11, to get more minutes and to be part of this project, to be part of this team. If this team are able to pull off something great, whether that be getting back into the top four, whether that be a title challenge, whether that be a domestic cup run or winning the Europa League, they want to be part of it. You know, They want to be front and centre of it. They want to be crucial to its outcome. They don't want to sit on the sidelines while everybody else has the fun. So really happy to see that. Going into this game, of course, as I said, we come in off the back of that 3-2 win um, against Liverpool. Berdeglimp themselves on the weekend, they won 4-1 in their game. Um, so they're feeling good about themselves, putting in a good performance, ready for the game. Um, their manager, after the last game, spoke um, a few days ago about the, you know, Jesus coming off, Erdegaard come, sorry, Jesus coming on the pitch, Erdegaard coming on the pitch, and whatever else you know, you think about the possibility of these two teams and what they can do when you when you have a tough game against a team like Arsenal, and then um, you see those kind of players come off the bench, it really must do something to you, which is why I think. Uh, Arteta is probably going to do something similar because if you're Berda Glimpse and you're putting in a shift and then you see those players come off the bench, it just makes it 10 times harder. And you saw the level when they, when they came on, right? You saw how the pressing increased when Jesus came on and Saka came on. You see how much pressure we put them under and we almost immediately penned them back after a brief spell of them sort of getting a little bit of confidence and starting to try and come at us. So, you know, unless, unless there's something wrong with... Um, Jesus following the Liverpool game in terms of uh, the head injury, I fully expect to see him on the bench and I fully expect him to come off the bench and help cement the win. My hope is that we can go there, as I said, with the right attitude, get some early goals, kill the game off, control the game, and then it's just a case of sort of managing the pace and getting the minutes in and getting out of there with, um, you know, with the necessary points and no injuries. And that's another big thing for me about this game, getting out of this game with no injuries. Um, Again, it's always a tricky one when you play on an artificial pitch when it comes to professionals because of just the danger and the risk um, associated with it in terms of the injuries. And while we'll have our, a lot of our rotational options on, losing the rotational options can impact the amount of um, uh, players who, the amount of minutes other players have to play, um, which can then impact the amount of load they have as you go through the season. So, you know, regardless of what you think about, oh, well, is Nelson an option, et cetera, et cetera. If you lose Nelson and then Martinelli has to play 70 minutes here, 90 minutes there, 80 minutes there, 90 minutes there, you know, and then he goes to the World Cup, what does that do when he comes back? So there are knock-on effects. So that's another reason why these players who come in want to show their level but have to manage it as well because they want to be able to show that they can play but we need to be able to share the load given the truncated nature of the season. Um, 
so we'll see we'll see what's going to happen there some interesting sort of factoids and whatnot coming out of this game um or going into this game rather in particular one of the things um to remember is the record of these teams going into this game um so for example Berda Glimps have won 14 consecutive home matches in european competitions that's the longest run by any side since barcelona's 15 game stretch which ended in 2017 so the last side from outside Europe's current big five leagues to go on a longer run was Dynamo Kiev of 15 games ending in 1977. So make no mistake, that is a brilliant run. Regardless of what you think about the level, winning 14 um, consecutive home matches in Europe back-to-back is still uh, an effort. And those games you know, include points against the likes of Roma, against the likes of um, Celtic. So they've got points off big teams before. We know they can do it if your level drops you know, particularly at home, you can get them. But that being said, we've lost just one of our last 14 away games in the Europa League. We've won 10, drawn three, um, with that defeat coming against Villarreal in the semi-final, which we all remember. Um, so we're going to want to make sure that we um, continue our good form away from home, and we're going to want to put an end to their run. Um, I should hope that the players who do come in will um, be feeling themselves, particularly sort of Eddie, so he's scored in four consecutive starts in the Europa League for Arsenal. Um, and if he scores in this game, he'll become the first Englishman scoring five starts in a row in the competition. And you know, Eddie loves a good uh, a good stat. You know, he loves a good record to hold on to. So fully expecting him to be able to continue his, his goal-scoring exploits in the Europa League. But it remains to be seen, of course, um, what the deal what the deal is there. Um, listen, there's not much to say about this game. I think we all know what we need to do. We all know what we expect. We all know what players we expect to play. Um, you know, like I said, depending on fitness with the players, with players, you know, like Cedric and Nelson, I'm otherwise expecting a similar team to what we saw against uh, Glint in the first leg. So Turner in goal, I'm thinking Cedric at right back, Tommy Asun holding a centre-back, Tierney at left back, Lukonga, Vieira, Shaka. And then I'm thinking Nelson and Kessier and Marquinhos. So I think he'll go Nelson rather than Martinelli just because of the almighty shift Martinelli put in at Liverpool. Um, and the fact that Nelson came, got a few minutes in the in the first game against Berdeglin. So it might be time to give him a few more minutes, but we'll wait to see. Um, so other than that, nothing else to say. Just getting ready for the game. Uh, remains to be seen um, what Berdeglin bring um, at home. But as I say, needless to say, it, it won't be a completely straightforward fixture as European away games rarely are. But that being said, of course, fully expect us to have enough to, to beat Berda Glimt. Fully expect it to be relatively comfortable um, and would be surprised and disappointed with anything left. Uh, with anything less in terms of this game, what do I want to see? Um, three things, really. So complete control. Don't let this game get away from us. Don't turn it into a football match. Get our foot on the ball, regardless of the surface of the pitch. Get our foot on the ball, play the game, show we're better than them. Get control of the game, dominate, win. So that's number one. Number two, no silly injuries, no silly suspensions or red cards or anything like that. Um, Just go in, play the game, be professional, no complacency. Do the best you can, get out of there with the points. So that's that's number two. Um, And number three... Not to not single out a player, but Eddie, I want to see Eddie get on the score sheet. I want him to continue his goal scoring run in the Europa League group stages. You know, similar to when Arsenal used to play the the young players in the um, the League Cup. 
you know, you, I remember watching a interview with Ali Adier where he said, you know, the players, the young players, they knew that competition was theirs. You know, they knew they'd struggle to get minutes in the Premier League, but they knew that that competition was theirs and they knew that they could show their level in that competition. And that would give them a shot at breaking into the Premier League side. And lots of players who did play in the League Cup got their shot in the Premier League side. Um, just like players who broke into our side in the Europa League got their shot in the Premier League side, including the likes of Bukayo Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Joe Willock, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, Eddie, keep doing your thing. Bag that goal. Get them all the way hell out of there. Let's go in, be professional, dominate, get the win, get the hell out of there and prepare for Leeds on the weekend. Anyway, people, that's it from me. Hope all is good. Um, you know where to find us on the socials at the Hybrid Club. You know where to find me at C Says C E A S E S A Y S. Nothing else to say, but let's hope for the win. As I say, go in there, be professional, have, get the performance, get the win, get the hell out, focus on leads. So you have a good one, people, and we'll talk to you soon in a bit. <laughs>